Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And the rubber chicken says, many rubber chickens are called, but few are chosen. Oh, we don't have time to get into that today. Oh, I'm sorry, rubber chicken. We will sometime. But we've got to get on with Lewis Black's Rantcast number 29, entitled, Congratulations, you are a COVID-19 benefit winner. Uh, you're not going to believe this. I didn't believe this. Uh, it's, uh, did, it, this is the morning of beginning of this impeachment beyond. Uh, and I get this email this morning. And that's the opening. Congratulations. You were a COVID-19 benefit winner. I'm reading this to you. This is precisely what it says. How people, this is to inform you that you have won a, a prize money. Okay, well put of 150,000 United States dollars for the COVID-19. And then for January prize promotion, which is organized by World Health Organization, in parentheses, WHO, unless you didn't know what World Health Organization, you only know it by its initials. The World Health Organization collects all the email addresses of the people that are active online among the millions that subscribe to Yahoo, Microsoft, AOL, Gmail, and Hotmail, and few from other email providers. Six people, I'm one of them, are selected monthly to benefit from this promotion. And you are one of the selected winners. See, I told you. The World Health Organization Benefit Award is approved by the President Tedros Adhanom and the United Nations. Imagine. No wonder a lot of people have trouble with the United Nations if this is the kind of shenanigans they're up to. To begin the processing of your benefit prize, you are to contact our fiduciary claims department. I certainly will for more information as regards procedures to the claim of your benefit prize. Payment of prize and claim. Winners shall be paid in accordance with his or her settlement center. Prize award must be claimed no later than 20th days, 20th days, 20th days. Come on, guys, try, try 
you know, get it right, just kind of make it and it's from date of notification. Any prize not claimed within this period will be forfeited. Oh, and the rubber chicken says, <laughs> see, any prize not claimed will be forfeited. And stated below are our identification numbers. And then they give the numbers. I'm not going to read those to you because they're secret. You're requested to contact our fiduciary officer and also send your details. Sure, I will. That's Dr. Martin Bay, uh, drmartinbay at gmail.com for those of you who'd like to send it in. Send the following information to your claims manager to facilitate the release of your fund to you. Full name, address, country, mobile number, occupation, age, marital status, email address. That's just for starters. I guess for security reasons, this is the best. You're advised to keep your winning information confidential till your claim is processed and your money remitted to your nominated bank account. This is part of our precautionary measure to avoid double claiming and unwarranted abuse of this program by some, you go through all of what I'm reading, by some unscrupulous elements. And then please be warned. Congratulations from the staff. And thank you for being part of email account users of this program. I didn't know it was. Comes the email just saw Ariola at Outlook.com. I'm a fucking leaveable. In the midst of all of this, in the midst of tragedies, somebody could use the words COVID-19 is a COVID-19 benefit winner. How, how, who, this is beyond, this is our fiction's fiction for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, you. This is spectacularly insane on levels that are and so wrong, so morally reprehensible that in light of the impeachment, it kind of goes with it. Do the impeachment thing is is, is this worse? I don't know. If I was a you know, one the ancient rabbis would have discussed probably which is more evil for hours. I probably got that wrong. Someone I know will. Will will correct me on that, but that is really, that is beyond disgusting, beyond disgusting and beyond funny in its own perverted way. And then there are people and not funny because somebody's going to go, "I won." Somebody in the midst of this is going to go, "What if it's for real?" Well, this impeachment trial certainly is. Just got started today. You know, everybody's picked their sides. They've already decided, and we're moving along. It's unbelievable. He's being impeached and they will basically tried for inciting insurrection. Okay. You know, and they're acting as if it's just on the day of and that his words did it. I, I think you can go back to him just making shit up. I think day after 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 day of saying, you know, I won, I won, I won. If I, if I didn't win, then it's a fraud. I mean, who says that? Who the fuck? I mean, then he has to win for it not to be. Then it's no matter what. How can you be before it even happens? And he, and people believed it. What do you want? People, of course, people believed it because they believed in him. It's unbelievable. Un-be-fucking-leavable. No more unbelievable than the, the fact that I'm a COVID-19 benefit winner and I'll be sending checks out to all of you. Look, if he didn't incite insurrection, which I in part believe he did, I think he incited it. He, you know, what's insurrection? 
is breaking down the federal government insurrection? I think so. Just breaking it down, just saying, oh, we've got vaccine, but oh, we're too tired states do it here. I mean, come on. We're not going to buy enough vaccines. We're going to be offered vaccine. Now, the, the rumor had it that I'd heard, and I don't know if it's true. You never know, but it certainly would make it. But then it makes sense that they didn't buy the $100 million from uh, Pfizer because apparently the Trump family had stock in Moderna. But you say that and you go, you know, that's certainly something someone could make up pretty well. That's a pretty good one. But at least it would make sense for them. But come on. To not have bought enough, that's not insurrection. We're the government. We're the people, by the people, for the people who need vaccinations in their arms. Unbelievable. So if he's not inciting uh, uh, insurrection, then then I have to say that he was for the, that time frame after the election, at least through um, through the uh, electoral college, through the uh, the attack on uh, the Capitol, that he was unconscious. He had, he was not conscious. Okay, that would be my defense. Here stands before you. He did not know because he wasn't here. He was he walked around. He was a walking, talking person, but he was not conscious. This is the first case that we've seen of this. We've never seen someone who could say things and not be conscious of their effect on other people. He didn't seem to realize people were hearing him, so he didn't know what they would. He knew. Of course he knew. But I would, that would be my defense. How does he not? I mean, you have to be fucking unconscious. Of course, did he, what was he doing? He'd think these people weren't, I mean, he was whipping them into a frenzy for fuck's sake. You know? (laughs) He's, you know, and and you can feel the sense of anger these people have, and they've got a sense of anger about a lot of shit. That has nothing to do, really, that has a lot to do with a lot of other things. And then whatever the, the, whatever was coming out of his mouth, a ton of shit that they're pissed about. And, uh, but they'll be, we're going to get it done by Saturday. We were worried about whether they'd get it done on the Sabbath or not. Well, okay. Boy, oh boy. Not since Sandy Koufax, a big hero of mine, wouldn't pitch on Yom Kippur if we ever heard this one. We're not going to, we got to finish up in time. Well, well, let's hope if the Republican brethren is going to, you know, stand true to their, their leader, that they uh, at least kind of stand true to the American people and come up with cash for them. Because I'm tired of them nipping. Well, that's too much. Fuck you. And fuck the Democrats who think that too. Okay? Son of a bitch. You know, just try to figure out how to get it directed and who to direct it to. Okay? Not tough to say that people over X amount of money shouldn't get X amount of money. All right? That's not difficult. And I'm, I've got to find something. I've got to read something about the, the minimum wage is more than I would have. Because I know in New York City, the minimum wage needs to be $30 an hour or something for what the fuck is what happens here in terms of taxes and everything else. In some places, it's 10 or $12. And I don't know. I would like to see 15 bucks a piece. But I think there's another way to do it that would kind of tip it in one direction and in, in another direction, and then and then hook it. We, they know how to do this stuff. Economists may not know a lot, but they know how to kind of rig a thing. Not Well, rig is truly 
the correct word. So if this goes up, you know, inflation goes up. If X happens, then Y happens. See, I know my math. I don't know. I don't think, uh, you know, and if they're not going to impeach him, you know, really getting back to that for a second, because I forgot to just share with you something I read that um, he's in a sense already been impeached on a certain level. Scott Lively says that Trump was too pro-gay, so God removed him from office. During Sundays, and this is a show, Swamp Rangers radio program, radical anti-LGBTQ activist Scott Lively declared that God himself, so, you know, fuck you, Senate, God (laughs) stripped Donald Trump of the presidency because of Trump's promotion of the LGBTQ agenda by giving a gay man Richard Grinnell prominent positions within his administration. Lively was an ardent supporter of the former president and had hoped that Trump would use his presidency to destroy the LGBTQ movement by enacting, God, Russian-style anti-gay laws in the United States. Since that didn't happen, he said God had no choice but to remove Trump from office. So, I mean, it's, I guess that's why Scott, I wonder what he thinks about the impeachment, I think, probably doesn't really care because God... God did what he had to do. He got him out of office. God knows what he God knows what Scott thinks about Biden. Woo. Swamp Rangers. Get down in that swamp. So I had an interesting moment. I was uh pouring myself a pure leaf iced tea, the unsweetened version of it, and coming back into, you know, working on something on my computer and look. And on the the right side of the webmail that I was getting, my emails, was an ad for Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Now, are you fucking kidding me? And that was not the ad when I left. I walked in with the glass. It was literally as if the computer saw me and went, oh, you should order some more. Are you shitting me? So when I open a fucking Pure Leaf Iced Tea and sends messages to my computer, And these idiots are worried about Jews sending secret messages to each other. They're worried about whether, you know, they're worried about all the other things. Meanwhile, my tea is talking to my computer. I think that's something to fucking worry about. God. And if I'm a little edgy today, my mother gets her, uh, her vaccine, which I'm happy about. Very, very happy she gets it this Thursday, uh, this week. I've spent part of the day, uh, with the help of a friend, uh, trying to get my mother's caregivers vaccinated. But where my mother is living, the folks there, and I'm gonna eventually going to have to mention them by name if, I, if that's what it takes. Not that it'll change anything. It's fucking, you just feel, I know how many of you feel, you know, out there who have, uh, who have parents who are living in, assisted or independent living and, uh, you know, memory care and all of that are are desperately worried. And and this is extraordinary because all they had to do, and they could have done this, was order vaccines for everyone. And they didn't. And why fucking wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you order vaccines for everyone who's there? They ordered them for what they considered their essential employees and said whether they couldn't get it, which is not true as we discovered today. 
they could have. All they had to do was give name, ask for them. You do it because then you want to protect everyone in the situation because the numbers have risen there since these folks have, uh, there's a new ownership of where my mother lives and I am beyond disturbed. But I, I'm, I'm sorry to go down that path. But I just want to, for those of you out there who've had to deal with it, know that I, I get, it's just, you just don't know what to do. I mean, it's, you're, we feel ineffectual to ineffectual to ineffectual to ineffectual. It's like we, each day we step further, further back from feeling an effect that, that we have on our environment. I was lucky enough to do a panel this week for the Montgomery County Public Schools that I, that was where I was educated in Maryland with two other really uh, terrific artists and uh, to discuss careers. And I felt socially useful for a moment. So I felt an effect. And I think that's really what has, has traumatized us too, certainly has traumatized me. And I think we forget that when we wonder what, you know, when we're, we're kind of, you know, rattling around inside of our heads. It's just tough. I'm not there. And even if I was there, I wouldn't know what to do except kind of wander around inside there, exposing myself to the fact that these people are not doing the proper protocols. So, so I've, I've just, uh, thank you for letting me get that out. It's a little private, but uh, I, I just felt the need to share. Uh, he was yelling in front of my shrink for a good 10 minutes, and I thought I would get it off my chest. So, uh, and they can't, and it doesn't help that they continue to pound us with, well, get out of the vaccine if you don't get the vaccine, because we've got to get that done, because we got three variants. we got the Brazilian variant, the South African variant, the UK variant. Somebody is going to write piano concertos. That's what it sounds like. Really. The, I'm doing tonight the piano variants, uh, the three piano variants by uh, Louis Black or Louis Noir, <laughs> the South African variant, the Brazilian variant, and the UK variant have not been performed ever. This will be their first production. Now, that would be soothing. It does sound, but I, every so often that was the one way when I try, that's what I convert in my head when they say it. I go, oh. Well, they're going to, they're not going to tell me how severe that variant is. They're going to, you know, play a little piano thing for me. It's uh, the Super Bowl. That was fun for a lot of people, I guess. I wanted a better game. I guess we all wanted a better game unless you're Tampa Bay Buck. And, and really amazing that it's just always too much for me. It's always so over the top, so overblown, so psychotic, so sturm und drang. It's beyond belief. It's just more than can be handled sometimes. It bursts in this time more than ever. Every moment had, there was a this and a that, and then there was another thing. We're going to intro the intro to the intro, and now we're going to intro the intro, and now we're ready for the person that we just introed. Uh, it's incredible that that we celebrated, and I think, but great, that we celebrated our healthcare workers. And we did. We celebrated them and their importance. And we did it by holding what appears to be, from what I can gather, a huge super spreader event. That, and that shows the two parts of our brain. We would like to thank you for all that you do, healthcare workers, while we're going to go over here and see if we can get the disease as quickly as possible so that you can help us out. 
and be even more heroic. I mean, it's the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain at war. I tried to see if there was a disease where the left hand and the right hand side of the brain would fight, because that, I feel, is like what's going on in this country. It's it, it just, it, it's insanity. You know, Tampa Bay, they went and partied afterwards. It wasn't that, you know, everybody, please don't have Super Bowl parties. I mean, really, folks? Really? Was that important? You know, it's the vaccines are in. I think it, you know, it, it would be one thing if they, if we were, we, we come on, we're like, you know, we keep closing, we're closing in on the finish line, and you keep pushing it away. Hopefully, it wasn't as bad as, uh, but you know, you don't know. Nice, huh? Upbeat. And Tom Brady, I'll have to hear about him. He's in the pantheon now. Uh, wow. But they did do the job, even though I thought KC, if they, uh, I just thought I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Stop it. Stop it, Lewis. And uh, that's what I got here, I think. Except for one little piece here that I think you'll enjoy, that kind of also is in perspective with what I've been reading, with what's going on with the with my benefit money and a, uh, certainly an impeachment trial, a super spreader events honoring caregivers. And now, as if I missed this, that there was a former QAnon at Herent who told CNN's Anderson Cooper this past week, I think it was, he really believed that Cooper was among the liberal elites who routinely murdered children and drink their blood. So he sat here with Anderson Cooper and said that, <laughs> that he was one of those liberal elites who, who routinely murdered children. Anderson Cooper. Yeah, Scott Lively might have trouble with the gay thing with Anderson Cooper. He doesn't. He's not going to go as far as the that's that's where he stops. He draws the line. He's not murdering <laughs> children and drinking their blood. He's just undermining. Uh, all of us with his his nasty lifestyle. And then uh, this QAnon adherent said, I apologize. He says this on TV. We're in the, it's 2021. And he says, I think, I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. I apologize for thinking that you ate babies. Ah. Uh, and you see, that makes your brain, your brain doesn't know what to do. The brain kind of goes and hears that. And then the brain goes, hey, huh? what? Hey, uh, don't do. You know, when you do that, Mr. QAnon person, when you say something like that, that's like uh, you've, you've actually, you're pouring blood on my brain. Also, to end with a note about the folks who were racing in to uh, the Capitol, federal investigators charged Troy Faulkner with two felonies, who's, when videos circulating on YouTube showed him breaking into the Capitol, wearing a jacket, emblazed with his company's name and phone numbers. He should be sitting there. That should be someone who's, uh, you know, they're not going to have witnesses. He should be a witness because he said he was upset and wasn't thinking rationally. Faulkner explained. I was upset and I wasn't thinking rationally. <laughs> That was the only reason he wore the jacket. <laughs> Otherwise, things were fine. 
Wow. Well, this week it would be wonderful if we were, we was if I was really uh, on the bus with the gang and heading toward uh, Hattiesburg. This was January sixteenth, twenty twenty, heading down toward Hattiesburg, which I thought for some reason had something to do with uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I thought I don't know why it had to do with Mark Twain, but I I don't know why I thought that, but. Uh, it's a it's a little town and it's a one of the you call it sleepy and uh just starting to kind of sprout there you saw a little you know you could see uh businesses starting and uh, people were kind of fine in that place i mean one of the things i noticed in rolling along through uh the travels was is that there were certain places where uh it, you know really grew over the time that uh, i was on the road that really evolved into, uh, came into their own, you know, really found their own economies and created their own identities. And it, it looked like Hattiesburg it was just starting to do that. You know, hopefully it'll bounce back after this. And God knows they've been through enough. It, the uh, We played at the Sanger Theater, a beautiful old theater, 997 seats. Sanger Theaters are throughout the South. There's one in... Uh, I believe in New Orleans. I, I, I think we played. I played there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. The show. So, you know, I wanted to go. I like playing in Mississippi. Mississippi. Why are you going to Mississippi? Because it's great. That's why. Because I want to. Because uh, that's the only way. Uh, it, but I'm not going to talk to them. You know, maybe some of them at this point don't want to talk to me. <laughs> but they have a party before uh, the show. They close down the street and uh, they throw a big party. It goes right up until showtime. And then they go on in so that the atmosphere in that theater is hopping when you walk in. It was hopping that night. The rants were sparkling. And we had some good ones come in this week. Continue, please, to get them out to me. And uh, I look forward to uh, reading them and uh, getting them back out to you. Thank you, one and all. Take care of each other. I hope you get your vaccine soon. Thanks for listening. means the world to me. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
This rant comes to us from Phil Bailey from Portland, Oregon. First off, I'm not even going to go into the shit fire that was the last year of living in this city. Okay? I'm sure you've read the news. I'll just go right into it. If you become a public servant voted into a position of politics, you don't get social media anymore. Period. We, the American people, are paying you to do a job that we expect might do something. Yet, they're all too busy arguing on Twitter. Huh? Then more nothing gets done. Then it's back to Twitter where one side blames the other and then there's damage control. It's fucking stupid. If I got hired to do a job and all I did was play on my phone arguing with my coworkers about the job, instead of doing the job, I would get fucking fired. Get off your fucking phones and get some shit going. The world is melting and AOC is arguing with Ted Fuckhead on Twitter. No. Every second they waste time to give each other a zinger on Twitter, they aren't doing the job we pay them to do. And that is that from Phil from Portland, Oregon. And I agree with you. I don't think they should be on social media. Think if they got something to say, get in front of cameras. Okay? Get access. You certainly can get it. Stand there and talk directly to us. Typing words into space, into the ether. Okay? Bullshit. Nonsense. I agree with you, Phil. I really do. I've, just, I've talked about it last week. I'll continue to talk about it. Nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody's going to listen to me. Maybe they'll listen to you. That'd be good, Phil. Phil from Portland. This comes to us from Mark Scrivener. A lot has been on my mind recently, but there's one thing that has been bugging the living shit out of me. People not respecting social distancing guidelines here in Alberta. What the fuck is wrong with them? I'm a person who has a suppressed immune system due to my seizure control medication, who is extremely vulnerable to dying from catching the virus. Every time someone gets within spitting distance of me, I want to scream my head off and tell them to back the fuck up. The government just let us out of the lockdown that we were in in our broom closets and root cellars on the condition that we all observe social distancing. Now these schmucks seem intent on turning the local Walmart into a mosh pit. Politicians are the worst. They tell us to stay home and shun our neighbors and family like some sort of brainwashed cult zombies. Then they jet off to some exotic tropical cesspool, returning with the latest COVID-19 variant du jour. If we are ever going to get through this pandemic and see stand-up comics live on stage instead of just ghosts on the goggle box, then we have to come together and put our egos aside to bend the curve and end this awful pandemic. Thanks again for reading my rant, Lewis. No, thank you, Mark. Stay safe out there. Mark Scribner, Calgary, great town. Calgary Stampede. Big Breakfast, terrific. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It's interesting. I'm getting more um, rants from our Canadian brethren, who I uh, I always feel are on top of it, but apparently seem to be having the same kinds of troubles that we are here. Calgary being out west, maybe they still have that. Maybe they've got that zesty Western spirit. Thank you, Mort.
Victor uh, Rutledge wrote this rant. Victor's written a, a number in, and um, I've read them for years, so I, I'm not sure if I've, I've read them or not, but uh, it's good as always to hear from you. So let it rip here. I've written you before, but since then I had a stroke. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. And my mind cleared. <laughs> it's amazing to me that when I had my stroke, there was no room at the hospital. And so I convalesced at home. That's the starting gun of this rant. I live in a small town, relatively speaking, which has two major hospitals. Here in the Abbott and Cruz state, there's not been a response to the pandemic at all. We just get sick and die, and everyone in a red MAGA hat says, that's weird, he died for no reason at all. The rest of us, an actual majority of Texans, enslaved by a century of gerrymandering, as many people in the country are, uh, try to respond to COVID-19 as a real disease and survive if we can. May? Hmm? It's odd that you see people without masks everywhere you go, and they just keep getting sick and dying. It's as if there actually was a pandemic, and it was an all being caused by lasers from space. Dramatic music and in parentheses. So I haven't been for tests, nor have I seen a specialist in spite of the stroke, but I've recovered most of my balance and can use my left hand again, almost without disruption. I'll never play the guitar again, but that's to be expected. I wasn't that good anyway. Now I binge watch TV. Somebody gave me a Roku TV just, well, because, and my British accent is something to behold. I guess I'm happy with such, ain't I? Now I can bant with me mates, had I any. I'm chuffed that I can understand the in-betweeners without Google translation. I'm forced to admit that I was knackered when I finally said enough and had a cuppa, but twas all worth it. Sorry for butchering the, the British accent there. I always do. I'm not great at accents. If that transformation can occur in the life of an old man in Texas, then we have hope, positive growth in the international society due to the isolation and madness of quarantine. That said, if we don't get a handle on this pandemic thing, we're all going to be a footnote in a history that no one will get to read. Half a million Americans will have died by the time you read this, and that's one in 600 or thereabouts. The entire world isn't doing all that much better. But then again, they didn't have he who shall not be named as their supreme leader, with various Boris and Natasha types going about spreading his lies. And Moose and Squirrel are fine. They just self-isolated and avoided the whole thing. That is a reference to uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, for those of you who haven't seen it. I'm not at all sure if we shall ever experience normalcy Again, <laughs> rhyme again with rain. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. It is indeed an unfortunate turn that fate and history have taken in the twisting and turning of our lives, but some of us are bearing up, or in Marjorie Green's case, bearing up, and humanity will survive. It's only sad that a small fraction of the human race has lost the plan entirely and gone crackers altogether. We must not be dismayed by this development, but should instead look upon it as an opportunity to learn how to deal with insanity and psychopathic gutting. I myself embark on a crusade to end hurtful discourse 
in a skew foul language. Now, if the fucking bastards will just quit pissing me off, maybe I can make some progress. Victor, quite nice to hear from you, as always. And um, I hope you're you're on the mend, and I hope uh, mostly finished up with the mending. And, uh, you know, Godspeed, as they say. And I'm sorry to butcher that British accent, and if you wanted me to do it all the way through, it'd have been a long one. Take care. Here's one from Jessica McKay. Jesus H. Fuck! Every time I call a company for tech help, or just plain help with anything at all, it's experiencing higher than normal call volumes. Even before COVID, every company on earth was experiencing higher than normal wait times on the phone. With all the unemployment, why don't you just hire more people to answer the fucking phone? Also, you can't keep saying higher than normal call volumes. If it's the norm, what is the normal call volume? Hmm? Two calls a day? Was call volume ever normal? Huh? Fuck you. Jessica, (laughs) this comes to us from David Detlefs. What part of a democracy says that you need to split power in your governing bodies? What happened to by the people, for the people? I see that the Republicans and Democrats have agreed to split power in the Senate. Today, it seems more like feudal states than a United States. We each have our little appointed monarchs that we send to the king's land to bicker and fight amongst themselves and forget about the peasants and serfs that they represent. Maybe we should treat it like a feudal state. That way we can settle disputes with jousts and feats of strength. We could even sell tickets to help cover the national debt. Imagine it. McConnell and Schumer riding full speed at each other on horses. The one who gets knocked off first loses, and Graham can be the jester that entertains us between votes. After all, King Arthur's round table worked just fine for Camelot. That is, until Lancelot fucked Arthur's favorite girl. I don't want to envision what that would look like in the Senate. But seriously, I'm tired of everything being about whose team has the most power in the Senate. We have enough issues going on in this country. We trust the people we elect to look after us. But they don't give a shit anymore. I still vote. I teach my kids to vote, but it's getting to feel pointless. We try to pick the better candidate, only to have them fall in with mob mentality thinking. What happened to the people that pushed the lines for something greater? Something better? Maybe if we made these volunteer jobs with only perks to keep them going. Would they then make the same decisions? I'm not sure, David, but I do like the image of the joust, and I really like the image. (laughs) I'd never thought of that one, McConnell and Schumer jousting, and it would be a beautiful way to do it. Line them all up, and we vote on who should go after who. (laughs) Nicely done. Well played, as they say. Or as Victor Rutledge would say, now with his British accent, if, uh, if I had one, well played. Well, not good enough. Still not a good enough British accent. This uh, comes to us uh, from Steve Furnish. Can you tell TV advertisers to fuck off and to stop them from using COVID-19 as a fucking marketing tool? 
We're in the middle of a pandemic, and these bastards are using COVID-19 to try and sell me Weetabix. Tell these advertising fuckers that I don't need to buy a cereal high in fiber right now, thank you very much, because right now, in this precise moment in time, I am very regular due to the fact that I'm using the news as a fucking laxative. I've never seen so much shit. Take care and good news about Trump losing the general election. At least you got rid of one turd. I believe that's uh, got to be from the United Kingdom. I don't think I'm not seen you know, us advertising Weetabix. I don't know if we sell it here at all because I just went to check it out. I thought it might be Australian. I wasn't sure, but it's uh, from Great Britain and it's apparently only sold there. It's a high fiber laxative. <laughs> to taunt my my newfound friend Steve Furnish. Thank you, Steve. And stay away from the Weetabix. We are at the beautiful Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. That's right, Mississippi. <laughs> And it's been wonderful to be down here. I'd never been to uh, Hattiesburg. And uh, they have a downtown that uh, eventually will be a downtown. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I, I have never been in an area where there... Uh, <laughs> where there just seem to be less stuff, except there... I will tell you this, if you live in a city where it's hard to get a, a haircut, there are four salons, literally, in a circle. You walk, there's not a fucking, what, nothing, 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 salonville. And so it's, it, you know, and in some places in this country, it's astonishing what you pay. Uh, you, you would be better off, it's like surgery. Uh, you'd be better off flying to, to Hattiesburg, flying to Gulfport, 75 miles. It's fucking, so you pay $300, you fucking come here, you get the haircut, fly home. And you spend less than you spend in, in New York for a fucking haircut. But I will say this, I spent a lot of time wandering around here with, uh, with Jeff today and uh, for a place that didn't seem to have a lot of stuff going on downtown, the, uh, everyone I met was, uh, was, was really a pleasure to be around and, and really seemed quite happier than I've ever been. So I don't know, what's, I don't know if everybody here is on something, uh, if there's a morphine drip, but uh, it... It was really, uh, but it, it, it was really a pleasure. I, but you kind of go, fuck, there's, because literally you got off the bus going, fuck, what the fuck? There is, I have to say, and I need an explanation, and I forgot to talk about it during the act. There's, it's well worth, for those of you who have ever wondered, what is the smallest park in the world? There's a park, Katz, Katz's Park, that I saw today. It's on this street, right where the theater is. It's right fucking on this street, straight down. And there is, there's a place you can get little things for your dog to poop. It's what, it's, there's no, there's no park. It's literally, 
this is the part. It's literally that from the side of the stage to that side. It's that's it. And there's some green. It's the fucking what? And then there's a sign that says Cat's Park. And named after, I guess, the only Jew who's been in Hattiesburg. And, and then there's the, and then there's the, the seal of, of Mississippi. I was like, what the fuck? What happened there? Right next to a parking lot. It's just something. What the fuck? It's worth flying in just to see that. Just to say, holy shit. So you can come back, you take pictures, you and your family. They got a sculpture of some sort of a thing in there. I don't know what the fuck. They didn't have, like, who did it? It's just there. I didn't know what it was. It was nice. And they had a really nice art gallery that I went to. So all in all, it was a successful day. So here we go, from Sinclair Lundy. We hate the train in downtown Hattiesburg. Always seems to run during lunch hour. Otherwise, it's the best city in Mississippi. Is that saying much? Love this place. Here's another. This site has your event on the 6th. This is from, also from Sinclair Lundy. This, this site has your event on the 6th. It's the 16th, buddy, and at 8, not 10 p.m. Hope you show up. I'm here. But, but this is this is this is how well my PR is. Um, this is Don Medley. Uh, why can't Mississippi quit being 49 or 50 and everything? Something to think about. As I told them before, what you do is you lie. You tell everybody you, we came in fifth last year. <laughs> nobody's going to look it up, I can guarantee you. Nobody's going to look it up. They want to get pictures of their cousin in the fucking Facebook. Don't worry about it. This is from God help us. <laughs> That's it really pisses me off how many people here think that Hattiesburg is located in Forest County, F-O-R-E-S-T County. It's actually in Forest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T County, with two R's, named after the fucking Nathan Bet Bedford Forest, the first Grand Wizard of the fucking Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. No? You may want to do something about that. It's just a... I don't think we might want to work on that. That's, I don't think that's a toss-up argument thing. Okay, I think we could, we could change that. I'd just change it to Forrest, F-O-R-E-S. Gee, that wouldn't be, not hard, you don't lose the name. Save a lot of money, and what you can do is put white out. Don't think, I've, I haven't thought about this stuff. I'm, I'll come in, I'll consult. This is, uh, this is Mike Stewart tried to, get a, tried to let a lady driving on the highway know that her wheel was out of balance and wobbling up and down, but I couldn't get her to look up from her phone. And then Jason Miller, yeah, this, is, this is really, things are tough enough here, but this is, I passed a woman, this is two people in this audience. I passed a woman who was driving her car with her fucking knees while she was putting on mascara, also talking on her cell phone and eating a fucking breakfast burrito while she's driving. 
So yeah, I see it all the time. We're on the uh, we drive on that tour bus out there, and you look out the window, and it's fucking. I I can't look out because everybody's just. That's what they do. Men, women, children, everyone. Everybody's fucking. It's, so, uh, Robin Nix asked the, one of the strangest questions I've ever had, been asked. Have you ever seen a possum? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's one at your zoo. First captured in, in 1979. It's the fifth generation of possums at the Hattiesburg. I've seen a fucking possum. I don't like kind of wander from city to city. I don't live in concrete. Fuck. I've been out. I saw a possum when I was a kid. I lived in an area that had farmland. There were possums everywhere. I never ate a possum. No, I have not eaten a possum. And no, I will not eat a possum. Okay? I mean, I've thought about it. But I would not. what I would not do is a live possum. Holy fuck. I can't imagine running up to a live possum and grabbing it and biting its belly. No! No! And that's what you made me think of. Robin Nixon. That's disturbing. But I did see a possum. I've seen a raccoon. I've seen fucking... I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen wildebeest. Fucking, it's crazy how much shit I've seen. Uh, This... This is military history is my thing. This is from Andrew Wiest, I think. (laughs) He's got a small clack with him tonight. Everybody else denies their shit, but Andrew brought an audience with him. (laughs) This is good, though, Andrew. Military history is my thing. Got to read it, got to write it. But it seems that we are bound and determined to keep giving me more damn wars to have to read and write about. Heck, it's getting hard to keep up, and it ain't like we seem to be learning anything from what I wrote about last time. What's a boy to do? You're fucked, Andrew. There's, there'll be more. It's not going to stop. And if it's not us, it'll be some other fucking asshole. Um, this one is really strange. Uh... Fuck Grandma Moses, Lester Fradkoff says. Fuck Grandma Moses. Who the fuck was she blowing to get her shit called art? Wow, I I laughed at that. I didn't get upset. I thought it was pretty funny. Nobody's ever said fuck Grandma Moses. Or debated whether she was a good artist. But I'm glad that as a town you're sensitive to her and her work. I didn't see as I was traveling around today. Not even in that Katz's Park was there a, a Grandma Moses hanging. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Whew. That is funny. I thought you would have laughed at that, but nope. God damn it. All right. This is uh, Madeline Feliciano. I read this only because of she's, it's the one person who's written in about this, and it's gotten so little in terms of uh, the, the news. Uh, you know, Lewis, I thought long and hard about writing this rant at first. I did want to write it while I'm so pissed off. I didn't want to write it. I, want, I did want to write it while I'm so pissed off, but fuck it. My family lives in the earthquake zone in Puerto Rico. During this past few weeks, all that is seen is widespread devastation. And has the fucking orange agent in the White House done anything to help? No. 
There are 8,000 people on the island homeless today, uh, uh, homeless, and today the bastard signs to release $8 million meant for repairs when Hurricane Maria hit the island. Isn't that unbelievable? That's just fucking unbelievable. Well, thank you, Sir R and Jade. While you sleep comfortable in your bed, 8,000 people are sleeping in their cars or hammocks outside because they're afraid to sleep in their homes. My family among them. $8 million just won't cover the massive repairs to the thousands of homes lost and also repair the power plant, which has seen the destruction. The motherfucker tweets about everything else. What about these American citizens? And yes, we are American. So check the fucking history books because Puerto Ricans were granted citizenship because we fought in every fucking war since 1917. My dad, God rest his soul, was so proud to have served in Korea. And that fucker ignores Puerto Rico? Well, motherfucker, I say we Puerto Ricans should never forget how badly we've been treated and vote blue. I'd rather vote anyone else. It's got to be better than what we got. Lewis, you don't have to read this during your rant. I just really need to get it off my chest. <laughs> That's really... No, I have to read something like this. It's too important. Nobody, fucking, nobody wrote in about it. It's getting so little press. And they just got whacked by that storm and then this, and the money never did come. My heart is broken for my family and the families of everyone on the island. You have no idea how helpless I feel, but I thank God as I write this, I finally heard from my elderly uncles, and they're okay. Scared, but okay. Well, thank you, Madeline, and I, I really hope all goes well for the family, and I, I don't know. I, I don't even know, I just, it's amazing that and they're, and they're worried. They're, 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 no money. It's just unbelievable. But we have more money than any other country on earth, and we never know what to do with it. We certainly don't know what to do with potholes. That was a bunch of complaints that I got here. Hmm? I didn't hear him. It's like a hearing. The 1%. Yeah, well, you know, what are we going to do? But there is still money that, that, that's already there, that, you know, that was basically, they, it's, it's the $8 million that should have been given at Maria. He said that he gave them X amount of money, and he didn't give them X amount of money, okay? I'm just telling you again, did you hear what I said? He said he gave them X amount of money. He didn't give them X amount of money. So start making shit up about your state. <laughs> There's a lesson every day to be learned. You're number one now. You're fucking number one. All right, this is... No, I can't yell out anymore. This, I'm ending with this because it's spectacular. This is Carla Griffin. She's from Tylertown, Mississippi. Hi, Lewis. You'll be in Mississippi soon where over half the counties are dry, selling no alcoholic beverages. Some are drier than others. Take the county where I live, the fucking backward-ass, prohibition-loving county of Walthall. Just saying the name of the county makes a person sound like they have a mouthful of grits. Here are some of the fucking insane laws concerning adult beverages where it is not only illegal to sell alcohol, but this is, this is why you have a problem. It is illegal for citizens of this great county to even fucking possess any alcoholic beverage in the privacy of their own homes. That's okay. That, if that's true, that is psychotic. 
That's completely fucking insane. Son of a bitch. You can't tell what somebody should have in their house, you fucking idiots. Are you shitting me? Alcohol is fucking not a privilege, it's a right. If an individual is driving through the county, this guy, get out of this county, Carla. How tough is it? Move down the road. Come to Hattiesburg. If an individual is driving through the county with a six-pack of beer in his or her trunk and one beer is missing, no matter why, the person can be ticketed for open container. Okay, these laws are written by clinically insane people. There's not an open container, so you can't say, that's like saying you saw an imaginary thing. That's a police person saying, I saw something imaginary, and so I'm gonna give you a ticket. You can't fucking do that. If a truck, this one I love, if a truck transporting beer across the county has a breakdown, the driver is supposed to contact the sheriff's office. And then, what the fuck, a deputy is called to stay by the vehicle until it is repaired and on its way. This is to make sure no demon alcohol is offloaded, and heaven forbid someone may get a tipple. Look, folks, this is fucking your state. You got fucking, I don't care, you fucking, you don't have to go in there with guns, you can go in there with sticks. And you just go stop it, you fucking idiots. These are your neighbors and your friends. These are people who desperately need your help. A truck, a truck with alcohol in it stops and then the idiot is supposed to, how would you even know you're supposed to call the fucking sheriff? And if you knew that, why would you drive through Wolfhool? A local county grocery store sold a particular brand of energy drink. The distributor of the drink was also a distributor of a well-known brand of beer. The truck could not stop at the store in this county, and a person from said store had to drive to the next county, not try, and pick up said energy drink. (laughs) Fucking insane! So my husband and I visit establishments on the Mississippi Gulf Coast where things are at least civilized enough for a person to get a decent glass of wine with a meal. Carla, on behalf of the folks here in Hattiesburg, uh, we would like to say, get the fuck out of there! It's been a pleasure spending time with you, Hattiesburg. Thank you so much. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkind. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.